You're listening to a message from Hope Central in Adelaide, South Australia. If you'd like to know more about Hope Central or any of our ministries, please visit hopecentral.org.au. Today, um, I'm going to speak on hearing the voice of God. Don't worry, it's a different message to what Jodie already spoke, I promise. Have you ever heard the voice of God? Wave of hands. Fantastic. And I bet you would like to hear the voice of God more. Am I right? Terrific. We're in the right spot. All right. I believe it actually is God's heart to speak to us and with us. I do. I do think it's a bit like a kid's walkie-talkie trying to tune into a satellite transmission. But nonetheless, I believe he's communicating and that he's communicating often. So how do we tune in to God's frequency? A little bit more on that later. All right. Well, I think the Bible is God's known voice, isn't it? So I think it's a really good place to start. And we're going to read in 1 Samuel 3. Sound familiar? It's okay. Like I said, I promise. It's a completely different message. (laughs) Now, I'm going to have to turn and read this. So we're reading in 1 Samuel 3. So a little background to this story, as you may already know. So Hannah is Samuel's mum. So Hannah desperately wanted to have children, but she'd been unable to. So she prays fervently to God, and eventually Samuel is born. And she promises to devote Samuel back to God, to serve God all the days of his life. So we find Samuel living at the temple from quite a young age under the covering and the protection of Eli the priest. So we're going to pick up the story in 1 Samuel 3. So 1 Samuel 3, the boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord, where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, here I am, you called me. But Eli said, I did not call you. Go back and lie down. So he went and lay down. Again, the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and ran to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. My son, I did not call you. Go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the voice of the Lord and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. A third time, the Lord called Samuel. Samuel got up went to Eli and said, here I am, you called me. Then Eli realised that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, go and lie down and if he calls you, say, speak Lord for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place and the Lord came and stood there calling as at the other time, Samuel, Samuel. 
Then Samuel said, speak, for your servant is listening. And God goes on to tell Samuel some of the tragic events that are about to take place in Eli's family by way of judgment. So was there something special about Samuel that enabled him to hear the voice of God? Did he have opportunities that we don't have? Well, he did live at the temple, and that seems a pretty big advantage, doesn't it? In the Old Testament, the temple was the place where people met with God. It was the place set apart for interactions with God. In the New Testament, you would know, we are described as temples of the Holy Spirit. We are the place in the New Testament where God dwells. He dwells in the heart of every believer. That's incredible, isn't it? Jesus was described as Emmanuel, God with us. Even Jesus, though, limited himself to one place at a time when he was in his human body. Still utterly crazy, though. God Almighty come down dwelling among us humans. Amazing. But Jesus said this, it's better that I go so the Holy Spirit can come. Because the Holy Spirit is Emmanuel Max edition. He's completely unhindered by time, place, space. And he dwells in the heart of every believer. Everywhere we go, God is with us. Samuel dwelt in the presence of God, and we can too. He had access rights to God, just through a doorway access to God, and we do too. In Hebrews 10.20, it says it this way. It says, a new and living way has been opened up for us by the blood of Jesus to enter the most holy place, to enter right where God dwells. So we have access rights. We have a permission pass. That's not the issue. Perhaps a revelation of that might be. But I believe it's this. We actually need to cultivate a consciousness of God in our everyday life. An awareness that God is with us in every place and every space that we occupy. He is there with us. Samuel lived, you know, within Kui, I'm going to say Aussie, of the ark the place of interactions with God. And I believe that God inhabits the space that we set apart for interactions with him. When God spoke with Samuel, it was bedtime. He was alone, it was quiet, and he wasn't caught up in the busyness of the day. When is that time for you? How can we make more quiet, more space to actually be able to hear God calling to us, to hear the voice of God? Could it be 
a simple thing like turning off the car radio when you're driving, turning the TV off and saying, I'm just going to spend the next 20 minutes set aside for God and saying, Lord, do you have something that you're trying to say to me? Is there something that you're trying to get my attention on? Is there someone you'd like me to pray for or do something for? It could be going, now what did Job speak about on Sunday? And mulling over the main points of that message. It could be singing the first God song that comes into your mind or the first passage of scripture that comes to your mind, saying it out loud. I believe there's real power in what we say or sing out loud. Both our soul and our spirit is listening to what we say out loud. Could it be something simple like that? The other thing I want to look at from this passage is the Lord and servant. So he says, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Have you ever noticed that it's often servants who know their masters the best? They know the most about them. I think about Princess Diana's butler writing a book book about her. And he was known as her right-hand man, her confidant. In one of my favourite series, which is Downton Abbey, one of the protagonists, Lady Mary, has a lady's maid called Anna. And her and Anna are basically the closest of friends, even though one is the boss and one is the maid. And why is that? Well, they spend time together. They interact on a regular basis. And Lady Mary tells Anna things that she doesn't tell other people. She uses her as um, counsel, her sounding board, someone that she confides in. And it comes from relationship built through spending time together, interacting on a regular basis. I believe if we spent more time interacting with the Holy Spirit in our day, we too would hear his voice more. You know, if we had an actual person tracking alongside us throughout the day, we'd probably have a conversation with them every now and then, wouldn't we? We'd probably, you know, throw a comment make a joke, I don't know, say something. (laughs) It's a person there with us. We wouldn't just ignore them, would we? And I think it's a bit like that. We should, at minimum, avail ourselves of such a great resource. The Holy Spirit is called the counsellor, a helper, one called alongside of us. Why not tap into that? But how much more too? Interact with the Holy Spirit throughout your day. You know, a long time ago we said these, what would Jesus do, bands? But there's a lot of them now. There's scriptures and all sorts of things. Could it be as simple as having something like that on your wrist and when you catch sight of it, you turn your thoughts to God. Say thanks for something. Thank you for getting me through that meeting. Shoot up, oh, I'm feeling really glad about how that went. Oh, I'm feeling really, I didn't feel that went that well. Make a comment, say a prayer, give a word of thanks. Just something that includes the Holy Spirit right throughout your day. He's right there with us. Hearing from God comes from wanting to involve him in every part of your life because he is Lord and friend. As well as Lord and friend... He's also Lord and Master. He's not our crystal ball. 
He doesn't, we can't look and have him tell us all about the future. He's the Lord. He is the master. It's about his plan. It's about his voice. It's about getting in step with his spirit, as Galatians 5 says. Whatever he wants to say to us, we should stop and listen. It can be like this. Say you had the opportunity to spend some time with a master painter, one of the greats. Say you got to spend the whole week with them. What would be a better use of that time? Coming with a list of things you wanted to know? How do you get that exact shade of gold? How could I go to the next level in my painting? What changes do you suggest I make to my business plan? Or what if you just went everywhere with that master painter? Wherever he or she went that week, you went with them. You hung on every word that came out of their mouth and just generally tried to soak in the essence of who they were. Which scenario would impact you more? Which scenario would allow you to become more like that person? To feel like you knew who they were? Like Samuel... I believe we need to be attentive to God's voice, to hang on his every word. Speak, Lord, I, your servant, am going to listen. All right, I thought I'd look at some practical things. You might say, well, when does God speak and where does God speak? Now, I'm going to tell you something funny. See this picture? When I saw it, I picked it because I thought it was the beach and they were waves. (laughs) And it was only when Sam kind of gave me this quizzical look, or Matt, when I said about that beach picture, they kind of gave me this quizzical look that, yeah, it occurred to me. Anyway, I picked this picture because it reminded me of the beach. Because for me, often, um, I should start with when. I believe God can speak any time. For me, often it's first thing in the morning, And I think it's a bit like Samuel, I'm quiet, I'm still, I haven't got caught up in the business of the day yet. But sometimes I feel like he's like, oh good, she's awake, I've been trying to get her attention. (laughs) Um, Other times for me, uh, when my hands are busy but my mind's not necessarily required, when might that be, you might be asking. Uh, For me, it's when I do things like um, ironing, vacuuming, washing the car, doing some gardening, like my hands are busy but my mind's just got that time to mull over and it kind of just, you mull over and anybody else with that like that, you mull over and then all of a sudden you think, oh, this is an unusual train of thought I'm on. Oh, I wonder how I got here and that can be God has let all the junk pour out, all the things you're processing and then, ooh, now we're on something good. So that's some of the places for me about when. Some of the places where, I'll put this picture up because when we go to Streaky Bay, I have a spot and it's right on the foreshore. Um, but it's a little secluded little spot. So I walk there, sit and spend time with God and then walk back home first thing in the morning. And for me, I love this spot. I feel peaceful, I feel relaxed and often God will speak things to me for the year ahead because we go in January. And so for me, somehow being near the beach um, really is a spot where God speaks to me. Anybody else does God speak to you a lot in nature? Yeah, yeah. Um, In the shower, 
I think again, <laughs> for all the reasons above. I, in bed, like we said, I, and I also have a chair. Um, we'll come back to the chair a little bit at the moment, but I have the chair, okay? <laughs> and I think, for, like we said, for all those reasons, the same that when God spoke to Samuel, he was at rest, he was alone, he was quiet, he was still. When is that for you? And where is that for you? Some other practical matters. This is a short list um, of some ways that God might speak to you. I'm I'm just also going to put mentally on their dreams, right? But these are some of the ways that God speaks to me, all right? So it could be a scripture. Like we said, God, the Bible is God's known voice. And God will use scripture to speak to us or a song with scripture in it. All right, hands up. Ever had a scripture that really spoke to you? Someone gave you a scripture? Terrific. Lots and lots of nods. Fantastic. It could be a name or an idea. And like I said, first thing in the morning, often that's when God will drop someone's name or their face into my mind. So it could be something like that, an idea. I used to do special needs um, in, in a school and I would ask God for ideas about lessons. Have you ever tried to find a real life place where algebra is used? Everyday life? That's right, I got one. <laughs> uh, God gave me one. So I used to ask for ideas. Um, it could be a picture or an image. Anybody else? Picture or an image? That's a pretty common one. Laugh during the week. Um, my daughter wanted a piece. I want a piece of denim for this poster, Mum. Just a scrap piece of denim. And I'm racking my brains. I look through the scrap bucket, you know, the rag pump. Nothing. So I decided to pray. Is there any, Holy Spirit, is there any denim in my house for this purpose? (laughs) And you won't believe, into my mind came this picture of iron on patches. And there's one set that comes with a white, a black and a denim. (laughs) And I was like, wow, that's such a good idea. And then went and see if I had any left. So it could be a picture like that. It could be an illustration, like something that in nature, perhaps that then God gives you a spiritual parallel for could be like that, an illustration, see a few nods. Could be a feeling or an impression. Any nods there? Yeah. I love that. I feel like I've forgotten something. That's always one I pray about. Um, it could be a phrase or a comment. And I would say I haven't necessarily heard the audible voice of God, but I have felt like that, have felt like him speak into my mind, if you like. Um, it could be through someone else. That's a great one, isn't it? I love to bounce off Leonie or Jodie, even Ash, bounce off ideas. And it's not iron sharpening iron. The idea just gets bigger and better. And um, I love that one. And sometimes, yeah, someone comes and gives us a word and we just feel like God's so spoken through that person to us. So I'm going to have a little look at those when we do devotions during the week. But I just wanted to go through some of those now. Now, some people will say, how do you know it's the voice of God? And that's a very good question. It is also a whole topic of its own. So I'm just going to say this. If you believe you've heard something from God, the biggest test that is important to give it is this. It should never, ever violate scripture. God will never contradict his word. He's the same yesterday, today and forever. That's the biggest litmus test you can give it. Um, In the Alpha course, there is a topic too that they do, how does God guide us? Um, And I love this because it's really balanced view. And he gives five things that start with the letter C and the letter S. And they are compelling spirit, 
Council of the Saints, commanding scripture, common sense, and circumstantial signs. Common sense, you think that, you know, yeah, that <laughs> seems obvious, but it's a good one, isn't it? And, and I think circumstantial signs, some people make massive changes to their life based on that one thing alone. But I like how that is such a balanced view, including an outside perspective, Council of the Saints. So that's just a brief comment I wanted to make about that. All right. Finally today, I just wanted to give some, what do I write here, some suggestions on how to better tune in to the Holy Spirit based on things that work for me, and I hope there'll be things that you can relate to too. So the first one I've put there is... Be filled with the Holy Spirit. We're a Pentecostal church, a Pentecostal movement, so I'm just going to put it right out there. That for me, that includes speaking in tongues. Speaking in tongues actually helps me to be able to tap into things that are outside of my words, that are you know, perhaps beyond even feelings, to express those things. And it's a way, main way that I tune into God and his spirit. If you imagine it like this, if you hit a tuning fork right now or blew a pitch pipe, and then I am required in that moment to take my singing note up to match that frequency or pitch that is being um, set as a benchmark and for me that's what speaking in tongues does for me it helps me get from where I am to match God's frequency where he's operating and it's a really that's just one of the things that speaking in tongues does for me number two I'm going to say lessen or eliminate distractions so as I said I have a chair I have a spot and my chair is out in our games room and it's out there for a number of reasons. It's got all my things there. It's got my Bible. It's got my notebook. It's got my worship music. But it also is away from the house where I'm going to be distracted by things. It's going to be quieter. My children, although they can find me, are less likely to. <laughs> and um, it is just a place where I can get away from the things in my house that poke me in the eye, that are saying, do me, the floor, oh, that's a to-do, the floor, oh, I must clean out the fridge, I must make that phone call. If I go away, all those to-dos are not poking me in the eye, so I have a place that I go to. And I do love to put on worship music because, again, it can help me just tune into where God is. So I can either listen to the lyrics or sing along, and it helps me tune in. And it also kind of provides a secondary focus point. So if I kind of slip from what I'm thinking about, praying about, there's the second loudest noise in the room and it's a positive thing. It's not the birds outside or something like that. (laughs) So that has, for me, has been my most successful way to hear God's voice on a regular basis is to create a space for those interactions that is quieter, that doesn't have those interruptions and that has everything I need there. Sometimes it's been a treadmill. It used to be a treadmill, put my headphones in with my music. Um, And like I said, nature for me is another really big one. All right, try not to be hurried. I feel like that I'm trying to get a thousand words out today, so don't be like me. (laughs) 
But I think, you know, even if you've got 15 minutes, that you're like, right, I'm going to grab this time, I'm going to spend this time with God. Just set a timer or something so you're not thinking, oh, what time is it, what time is it? And try just as best as you can to be in that moment, to enjoy hanging out with God, spending time with him. Sit, soak, refresh, ingest God's peace. I love that about just coming into God's presence and I think, oh, I can just feel that peace just flooding into me, which I so need. Um, And I think allow yourself the time to go with the flow. Because like I said before, sometimes my thoughts start here or my prayers, but then all of a sudden I find myself over here. And if you're not hurried, you're not panicking about that process. You've got time to go with the flow. And my final tip is be thankful. I feel like so many places I've heard recently, um, the thing that I really believe, which is enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise, as the Psalms say. And I start that way. Like I said, I start usually with worship music, but I also have a journal. So I'll put a starts that teach from little asterisks and I'll write praise. And then I'll jot down the things that I want to thank God for whether they be big or whether they be small. I just drop them down. And I think it's really important to be thankful because I think it encourages the Holy Spirit to speak to us again. It's relationship like we're talking about. And as a parent, if your child is genuinely thankful for what you've done for them, quite often you're really willing and ready to do it again or do something extra for them. It can be the really small things but if just let's be genuinely thankful for the help and the speaking that the Holy Spirit does in our lives. All right, as the band comes, I've got some questions for you. Questions for us to think about, to take away from today. All right, question number one. What space for interactions with God can you create? How could you make a quiet space to better hear God every day? Have a think about that. Question number two. How could you and I better cultivate an awareness of God in our everyday life? How could we better open up every part of our life to the Holy Spirit? We all want to hear the voice of God more. And I believe out of relationship and making space in our lives for those interactions, we will hear his voice more. And maybe you, like I, want to be saying and praying to God... Speak, Lord, this servant will be listening. You've been listening to a message from Hope Central in Adelaide, South Australia. If you want more information about who we are, visit us at hopecentral.org.au or join us for Sunday worship at any of our three campuses.